0: Hi, this is Mike McNamara, and you're listening to All Marine Radio on your home port, the one and only All Warrior Radio Network.
1: That you wanna stay Hold the blinds Let's pretend that the time has changed
0: We're back. Yeah, a friend of mine likes when I <laughs> likes when I say that. Not exactly my style, but he thinks it's awesome. Yeah, we're in Afghanistan together and he used to yell that all the time. He thought me being in radio was hilarious. And nothing would be going on and he'd be sitting behind me by well, about I don't know, ten feet or so. And all of a sudden, you know, out of nowhere. And we're back. <laughs> what in the hell? Yeah, my boy Luke. So, yeah, he texted me. He goes, hey, man, when are we going to hear you again? I'm like, tomorrow. Tomorrow, man. Max' uh, big adventure comes to a close. Yep. So, uh, yeah, welcome home. I got home yesterday and, uh, last three weeks, uh, has been busy. Yep. Uh, I started out in Buford, went to Buford for, let's see how long I was in Buford for, I don't know, three or four days and, uh, had a great time. Uh, you know, I was working for the second Marine air wing for the last three weeks and, uh, I have to tell you, um, I just want to say thank you to them. Uh, first of all, uh, the way they treat me is, is awesome. I mean, I think that the evidence of, uh, of what post-traumatic winning has done for the wing uh, is in the fact that uh, they recently had their first suicide since last November. And um, <clears throat> as tragic as that is, I think a year ago at this time they had five. And so, um, but, but when I, when I show up, uh, they, uh, they do everything they can to make uh, my life easy. And then they make me speak all the fucking time. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So they're really nice to me and then they abuse me. Uh, but I'm, uh, I'm happy, uh, to be abused like that because, um, uh, this work obviously is my passion and um and uh, the as often as i can do it uh it's what i do and uh and so the last 3 weeks have been amazing so yeah i started out in in Beaufort and then i went up i spent a day at Cherry Point and then went down to New River and then i went back up to Cherry Point then back down to New River and New River adjacent to Camp Lejeune um and then um and then I spent a day with uh Marines who had just come back from Kabul International Airport. So I was pretty cool. I was pretty cool and humbling, right? Humbling that their leadership would uh would uh want to have me do it for them and so uh I was uh I was flattered, uh flattered to do it. So, uh, so yeah, it's been a while here, uh, almost, uh, three weeks. So right. Three weeks in a day, I think. So, um, yeah, so good morning. It's good to be back. Um, and you know, a lot of times when I'm on the road, I do try to do something, but I just, I, (laughs) I couldn't. Right. And so, uh, so I didn't because when I, when I do that, what I do is I just wear my ass out, and so I try. I've tried to be better at. Um, I've tried to be better at. You know, when I am out speaking, um, I tried to be better. I've tried to be better at taking care of myself. And and like I said, th- they put me up in very very nice quarters, and which is cool because uh, they tend to have kitchens in them, and so I'll make. Uh, you know, I'll get done speaking. Uh, and then after I speak, I normally, I'm talking to people then, you know, during the evening people I've met during the day, you know, they'll want to talk. And so I'll do that. And so, uh, I don't have time for much else and I don't like to do the fast food thing. Uh, and so I'll go to the commissary and I'll buy food and then I'll go back to my little, uh, place that has a little kitchen in it and, uh, and I'll cook dinner and then I go to bed. That's right. Then I go to bed and get up and do it again the next day, Groundhog Day. But I'll tell you, as I mean, so you can imagine I speak for about three hours in the morning, three hours in the afternoon, and then in the intervening times, you're standing there talking to people who feel like they've had their life changed. And uh, when you do that, I mean, those conversations require your undivided attention. And so that's what I give them. And... um, The, um, so as those days go by, I mean, there is a cumulative effect of all of that. And, and so, um, and so over the course of three weeks, slowly but surely you get more and more tired, at least I do, but it's not hard to get motivated to do what I do. Because every time I do it, I know I have the the chance to change somebody's life. And, uh, And I do it. And it's just amazing. It's amazing the impact on me. It's amazing the impact on them. And so, yeah. The other thing that happened during that whole thing was an army general spoke at Leavenworth. And he made the comment that um he made the comment that um we're struggling his name's garrett he's the head of army forces command and they command 80 percent of the army's operating forces as a four-star general so he gives his he tells his audience at command and general staff college which is at leavenworth he tells them that hey um we're we're not doing well in this fight against suicide, and uh, if you know any out-of-the-box places, any out-of-the-box programs, I want to hear about them. So I get an email from this lieutenant colonel, and he had seen post-traumatic winning in the 2nd Marine Division when General Furness was there, and he goes, Mac, you're the first person I thought of. And he sends me the email addresses, and I said, yeah, it ain't going to work like that. <laughs> I said, "You were sitting in the audience. You have to email him and tell him about me, and then you have to refer him to the people that have employed me. And I'll give you three email addresses." And uh, and it was Lieutenant General Furness who who employed me when he was CG Second Marine Division, Major General Mike Cedarholm who's CG Second Marine Air Wing, who who I was working for the last three weeks. I said, "You, because this conversation has to be a general officer general officer conversation." because they speak the same language and it's more powerful than anything I could say. And then if they're interested, then they can contact me. So he initially kind of balked like, Oh, uh, uh," I said, Hey, come on, man, time to lead. And so, um, so he did and he got responses. Uh, the command Sergeant major. And again, this guy's a four-star general. Right. So the general responds, command sergeant major responds, uh, general Furness responds, and then they have a series of conversations. So what's today? Today's Wednesday on Monday. I went over, I spent, so I was supposed to come back last Saturday. So I spent the weekend in Jacksonville, right? Which is a city just outside camp Lejeune. And, um, I, uh, on Monday, drove over to uh, Fort Bragg. I'd never been there, right? And uh, to 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 do a about a hour and twenty minute presentation on post traumatic winning for them. And um, and and you know it's always interesting. I mean I'm a history guy, right? And you go aboard army bases, Fort Bragg, man, that's big time army, you know. Uh, infantry and operations and paratroopers and you know all of that and special forces stuff. So you go on there and you just, the army's so big, right? I mean, you'll see a motor T lot and it's like <laughs> they have more trucks in that lot than I think we have in the whole First Marine Division. And then um, and then you know you you know Normandy Drive, right? Bastogne Way, you know, and you all the history that is the army. So it's 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 pretty exciting. And then um and then uh so I got a chance to present to them and we'll see what happens. So um uh, my fondest wish and this is what I told them, send me to the worst place you have, the places that are struggling the most and watch what happens. Okay? Everywhere I go the same thing happens. All right? If you tell them the truth, if you show them this path, they'll they'll go down it and they'll take their friends down it. And so uh so again, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that something good's gonna come out of it. And so, uh yeah, so it's been a pretty uh wild three weeks. Um and again the but the best part of the whole thing is just interacting with, you know, Marines and sailors and spouses who they don't know that there's a fourth path, right? They don't know that uh, there's a fourth path. And so um, and so when you can show it to them and then have a conversation about, you know, that you can go down that, man. You can go down that. And then probably the most, I don't know, the most mind-blowing thing that happened to me was the, the afternoon of the last day that I was doing it last Friday. Adam come came up to me and after everybody left he came back in and he came up to me and um he was going to kill himself the next day and he said I want you to delete this calendar reminder off my phone and at first I didn't understand and then it, then I so I asked him what are you talking about and he told me I said give me that phone I'm gonna delete that son of a bitch <laughs> And he said to me, he said it was like there was probably I don't know somewhere between six hundred and a thousand people in 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 the theater there at Camp Lejeune where I've done it. I don't even know how many times I've done it there, a lot. So I'm no stranger there. And uh, so we're sitting, and the theater's empty, just so he and I, and uh, we're we're just talking. And he said, it was the weirdest thing. He said, I was supposed to come to this and I wasn't going to come to this. And I, then I was supposed to come to it. And, um, and so I, I wind up coming and, um, and it was like, it was like you and me were in here alone. It was just you and me. And, um. He said um it was like you were talking to me the whole time. I said I've heard that before. He said it's crazy. But again, at that point I still don't really understand what he's saying. <laughs> I still don't understand what he's saying. And um and so I I mean those kind of experiences, I don't even know how to put them into words, right? When somebody tells you something like that. And, um, talk about not being able to sleep at night, talking about, um, feeling good about what you do in life. Um, yeah, not hard when that's the substance of your day. And so, um, so yeah, just, uh, pretty amazing, um, pretty amazing three weeks. And, um, yeah, the, the, all the different people that helped from the, the, the Moz G3 that, you know, that take care of where I go, where I speak, coordinating all the venues and all that kind of stuff. Um, I just, I just need to give a, a huge thank you to them. Um, had a chance to have dinner. Um, the Department of Navy sent some people down to see it. Um, uh, so I'm, we'll see what happens out of that. Um, and had a chance to have dinner uh, at the home of General and Mrs. Mike Cedarholm, and uh, it was just a it was just a, a fun night. General Cedarholm's a baseball guy, yeah, played baseball in college, and uh, and so um, so that was a great night. And he's you know I'll tell you what I I'd never met him till this time, and he is one of the biggest fans I have because he's seen the, the evidence of uh, of what happened of what post-medic winning does. And uh, and so it's just, uh, yeah, just as you can tell, um, long three weeks. Uh, the flight back yesterday was nice. Landed here in Orange County at about 11.30 in the morning. And Colleen met me. I hadn't seen her in a while, so it's not great to see my baby girl. And, um, and I, if I'm... Uh, I, I keep my fingers crossed that um, the post-traumatic winning is going to touch even more people in the not too distant future. And so that has been like since I started All-Marine Radio, my my thought was, well, maybe if we talked about this stuff, I can put some downward pressure on. Um, I can put downward pressure on this scourge of suicide. You know, inside the uh, inside the Marine Corps was my first instinct, and now I have to tell you that um, I believe that that's going to happen. I believe, uh, in my heart, that uh, with the help of of leaders uh, who are uh, who are who are saying the things that that they need to say, and that is this: I'm not going to continue to do the same things. And watch this stuff continue to happen. I will not do that. And so um, so what I tell them is, hey, look, all I want is a chance. Just give me a chance. And watch what it does. So uh, with all that said this morning, uh, it's great to be back here in my studio, in my garage. Jack and Joe are somewhere around here. And so it's nice to be home, but uh, I I believe in the not too distant future I'll be on the (laughs) road. I'm going to be on the road more, Um, so uh, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that. So uh, I apologize for my extended absence. I want to thank everybody who's emailed me and said, "Hey, are you okay?" And uh, I would email email them back and say, uh, "I'm okay. I'm just I've been out speaking for the last few weeks, and I just don't have the time to do it." And so. so, um with all that said, uh thank you very much for your texts and your emails and things like that. And um thank you for uh thank you for caring enough to do that and listening. So this is dedicated uh to the Marines and sailors of of Second Marine Expeditionary Force, to MEF. Uh first and foremost uh to commanding general of uh of the uh, of the wing and then as major general mike cedarholm who uh who brings me back there and he and sergeant major jake rife um they believe in post-traumatic winning um they they absolutely are committed to what it does for the wing and what it does for the marines so my first thank you to them Second one, not just a a nanosecond behind that, is to all the Marines and sailors that I met and the spouses that I met in the last three weeks. Um, My um, offer still stands, and that is this. Anytime I can help you, uh, do not hesitate to use the contact information that you walked out of those presentations with. I would be more than happy to do that and uh and also, I want to dedicate this to a lieutenant colonel at the uh at the United States Army's command and General Staff College who put me in touch with uh leaders in the United states Army and uh and I have my fingers crossed but if, if I were a betting man, I would say that uh I'll start working for the Army in the not too distant future, so I'm excited about that and uh so this is uh, the United States Marine Corps Band, right? Good morning to you. Dedicated to uh the Marines of Tum, primarily the Marines of Second Marine the Air Wing led by Major General Mike Cedarholm, Sergeant Major Jake Reif, uh all the different squadrons and groups that I went and visited, all the Marines and sailors and spouses that came out to uh to see post dramatic winning and then hang out and talk, and also to a uh, Marine Lieutenant Colonel who opened the door to the United States Army. Um It was awesome to meet every one of you, and if I can help, don't hesitate.
1: challenging conditions and odds to win you gotta win
0: yeah been a while since I heard that let me tell you winning is important right in spite of whatever the whole culture tells you yeah winning's important Time for us to check the weather. It's been a while since I've done that, huh? Yeah, currently it is cloudy and sixty-nine. What in Quantico? Yeah, go figure. It is partly sunny and seventy-nine at Marine Corps Base Camp Lejeune. I should change that to Cherry Point. I think I'm going to. Yeah, Cherry Point, <laughs> North Carolina. Um, sunny and 66, Marine Corps Base 29, Palms. Cloudy and 66 at Camp Pendleton. Dark, cloudy, 73 at Camp Smith in Hawaii. They have two other warnings, but they don't break the threshold of three. Okinawa, dark, cloudy in 79. It's cloudy, dark, and 81 in Manila. That would be in the Philippines. Adjacent to the South China Sea. And in Darwin, the home of Marine Rotational Force, Darwin, it is dark, cloudy, and 82. So it's heated up in Darwin. Currently at the home of All Marine Radio, it is cloudy and 67 degrees. Looking for a high today of 73. On Thursday, 70. Friday, 68 and rain. What the hell? Saturday sunny and seventy, and on Sunday it is sunny and seventy-six. Let us look at your weather. What are we going to do today? Well, the Mensa brothers they will join me tomorrow, so um, so we'll get them back on. And uh, you know what? I don't even I don't even know what was in the news the last few weeks because I. You know when i do post winning, I put my head down and um it's a pretty um it's a pretty intoxicating um it's a pretty intoxicating um experience and it's encompassing in terms of you know um it takes up all day and most of the evening till like, I go to bed so um yeah yeah so i don't I don't really pay too much attention to the news, yeah, so don't hate me for being like that but uh yeah that's um that's my story, and I'm sticking to it but I'll review the news today, but don't be surprised if you hear me say what when did that happen? um let me do some shithole weather All right, welcome back, Mac. what's up? This is let's see, Chapin, South Carolina. Dave from Vacaville, I think it's relocating to South Carolina. Feels like seventy degrees. No, it's seventy. It's cloudy in seventy-five. Feels like eighty-three with the humidity there. Yeah, looking for a high of eighty degrees there with thunderstorms in the forecast. Yeah, that's a look. That's a little bit of shithole weather for you. Um, so, what's the news? Top story in Stars and Stripes. God only knows what that will be. But what the hell. Um, we'll talk about it. Marines released Lieutenant Colonel confined, fired for videos bashing U.S. officials over Afghan withdrawal. Um, yeah, Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller. So he's been in the news on a pretty consistent basis. And like all things in our our nation, it doesn't really matter what the truth is. What matters is what people in the news can do with that. He was released yesterday from confinement at Camp Lejeune, where he'd been held since September 27th. After he and his attorneys forged an agreement With Marine Major General Julian D. Alford, who leads Marine Corps Training Command, and that is who Lieutenant Colonel Scheller works for. And that is according to Captain Sam Stevenson, a spokesman for Marine Corps Training and Education Command, Marine Corps Training Command. Scheller was ordered held in pretrial confinement last month after posting several videos on Facebook and LinkedIn that were highly critical of top officials. I I don't think that is so highly critical, one thing, um, and I believe communicating a threat also. A 17 year infantry officer served in both Iraq and Afghanistan. He fired from his job after he made the initial videos. And uh, I saw where, um, well, let me read this. Marine officials previously said the hearing would examine whether he Had committed offenses to include contempt towards officials, willfully disobeying a superior commission officer, failure to obey a lawful general order, and conduct unbecoming of an officer and a gentleman. I saw that uh, almost $2 million, or maybe in excess of $2 million, has been raised. And then politicians got involved in it because you know they have to. So, yeah. So, Lieutenant Colonel Scheller, top story in Stars and Stripes. And uh, we will see what happens to him. Um, civilian defense contractor, former Army pilot, accused of being compromised by a Chinese spy. A San Diego civilian defense contractor is accused of repeatedly meeting with and receiving cash payments from a woman tied to Chinese intelligence services while he worked on several classified and proprietary projects, including unmanned surveillance aircraft used by the U.S. military. Shapur Moyan, 66, was an Army helicopter pilot serving for 23 years in the military before switching to a a career in defense contracting, according to the complaint. Moyanin, who lives in Mira Mesa, California. I used to live close to Mira Mesa. Yeah, so that in the news today. Navy pilot safely ejects as Super Hornet crashes in Death Valley. So uh, that's good news. Why are, su- why are Super Hornets... You know, I was talking to some mechanics on, on, of the F-35. And there's not too much they can talk about relative to that with me, right? I said, so what's that? Th- what's that thing like to work on? And they said, it's nice, especially when you compare it to the F- the F eighteen. I said, really? And I, they said, yeah. F eighteen because of its age and the part problem and all that, you know, pretty much a nightmare. I said, wow. They, they said, yeah. The F thirty five, nice. Um, a Navy pilot suffered minor injuries when his F-18, F eighteen F. F-A-18-F Super Hornet crashed Monday in Death Valley National Park, according to Navy officials. The jet went down in a remote area of the park. The server said in in a news release, the unidentified pilot who ejected from the aircraft was treated at Las Vegas' Sunrise Hospital and Medical Center and released that night. No civilians were hurt. The Super Hornet was assigned to Air Test and Evaluation Squadron 9 at Naval Air Weapons Station, China Lake. Crash took place about 40 miles from China Lake. So that in the news. Air Force bombers deployed to England for European training mission. Chinese president orders the military to turn up the heat on Taiwan, according to reports. Interesting. Former CIA head in South Korea expects Moon and Kim to meet in the coming months. Interesting. Um, Headline. Everyone here hated the Americans. Rural Afghans. Live with the Taliban and a painful US legacy. Ugh. This is a story in the Washington Post. From Sinze, Afghanistan. White flags flutter in the apple orchards of the serene hamlet ringed by oatmeal colored mountains. They mark the precise spots where US airstrikes killed Afghans. In the village center lies the destroyed shell of a building that once housed shops down the road is a mangled, rusted car. There are white flags there, too. Together, they're reminders of the legacy of the United States has left in many rural areas across Afghanistan. Quote, Everyone here hated the Americans, said Zabadullah Hadiri, 30. His shop was shattered by an airstrike in 2019 that killed 12 villagers. They murdered civilians and committed atrocities. So that is in the Washington Post. And appearing in Stars and Stripes, and then one more article in the in the um, is a headline: All but one Marine injured in the deadly Kabul airport attack have been released from Walter Reed. So that in the news, uh, top headlines headline in Wall Street Journal: Chinese property bonds hammered by default worries. Yeah, China's got a China's got a big problem on their head, relative to some real estate companies, development companies, blah 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 blah. I will not go into that. How about the top story in Washington in, in the New York Times? Dare I even read it? Democrats weigh change of filibuster rules to resolve debt limit fight. Yeah, they're gonna start playing with that. Um, not a surprise though. USNI News, top headlines. Number one, report to Congress on the Navy force structure. Story about the super hornet that crashed in Death Valley. Um, another story that, that you'll see a few of them in the news this week. And that is Japan is making moves to deter Chinese aggression, according to a panel. The um so that is in the news. Colleen's dropping empty plastic bottles in my kitchen and Yeah, and it's saying that China is 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 reemerging on the world scene as a military power. But Grant Newsom would I don't know, I'll get Grant on, and he would I don't think he would agree with that. There's also a story on uh with this headline Japan there's a video Japan's largest warship launches US F35's first fighters to fly from Japanese ships since World War 2. Whoa, whoa. How about that? Story from yesterday, US UK aircraft carriers dr- drill with Japanese big deck warships in the Western Pacific. You know what? And that is exactly what you have to do, right? That is exactly what you have to do uh, to confront the Chinese, right? And you you have to do it as a group. So that is in the news. Uh, Marine Corps Times top headline is: It's is going to shock you. Marine who demanded accountability on social media to be released from the brig. You know, again, I, I would tell you I, I we'll talk about it tomorrow, but I mean that's not that's not <laughs> demanding accountability, I think there's a lot of people who were um who were very, very sympathetic. Right? Who were very, very sympathetic. But beyond that, beyond that is um, there's another story to be written. There, you take an oath to support, and defend the Constitution. You're subject to the UCMJ, and as a, as a result, there's rules that apply to you that don't apply to most civilians, right? But none of that really matters because it's all politics anyway. right? There's another op-ed that Marine Corps Times is running. Here's the headline. The Corps is locking up true-telling Marines in an unjustly reckless system. It's called the Uniform Code of Military Just- Justice, and it's there to um, maintain good order and discipline in the military. It's not the civilian justice system. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. That's a part of it. But, you know, talking to civilians about this stuff, I don't know if it's simply um, a waste of time, right? might be simply a waste of time to talk to civilians about this kind of stuff. Because the only thing that matters is, is Donald Trump's name in it, right? Can we get the, can we furnish the clickbait that it's going to take to keep us competitive financially? And, you know, I, I will tell you, I think, and again, I'm just kind of catching up on the news, actually paying attention to a little bit yesterday. And, um, you watch, um, what that woman who testified in front of Congress yesterday said about, uh, about Facebook. And she's a, you know, she's a PhD. I, well, I, I don't know if she's a PhD. I know she's got a master's in business at Harvard, right? If I'm not mistaken. And so, um... She took with her all kinds of documents and uh, in order to do what? In order to be able to prove um, her allegations that they do this, that they allow the hate speech on Facebook when they could put an end to it. Because it's in their financial interest to do that. And she said it's a threat to young people and it's a threat to democracies. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that. But this is more of the same. It's, I mean, news? Pff, not so much. It's clickbait. And that's what these websites have become. Right? That's what these websites have become. and And, I mean, it's just... I don't know. If this is where where you go looking for the news, good luck, man. You're screwed. Yeah, you're screwed. You heard me. Uh, Top five stories in early bird today. Uh, Number one, for sale now, U.S. supplied weapons in Afghan gun shops. The Taliban seized troves of American weapons and vehicles from surrendering American soldiers. Now gun dealers are doing a brisk business. Well, that surprised nobody, right? I mean, if there's money to be made, the Afghans will be all over it. This is a New York Times story. In the case of the American military withdrawal, blah, 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 in interviews three wep- with three weapons dealers in Kandahar, which is in South Central, Afghanistan, dozens of Afghans have set up weapon shops in Afghan South selling American-made pistols, rifles, grenades, binoculars, night vision goggles. The equipment was originally provided to the Afghan security forces under U.S. training and assistance program that cost the Americans' taxpayers more than $83 billion over the course of two decades. Let's see. So the rifles, right, will they have enough Five five six ammunition to put inside of them. Good question, right? Um, the night vision goggles will um they will be broke sometime soon. That's right. And so will the vehicles. Unless the Chinese go in and repair them. So, bottom line. Second story, Marine who demanded accountability on social media released from the brig after a week long stay. Uh, We've talked about that. We'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow. Three, former administration officials argue over whether keeping U.S. troops in Afghanistan would have helped. The former U.S. ambassador to Afghanistan testified Tuesday that the U.S. could have kept the country stable and secure for years to come, but only if they increased the permanent American military presence there to about 5,000 troops. That's Ryan Crocker. Now, Ryan Crocker pretty uh pretty solid name when you talk about Afghanistan. Yeah, Ryan Crocker. And so um quote, "There are conflicts that cannot be won in a classical sense, but can be managed." And that is where I think we were in Afghanistan," said Ryan Crocker, who served as the ambassador position under President Barack Obama. Quote, We threw away any chance to further ensure the security of our homeland and global security with a very modest force there. Crocker's comments came at a House Foreign Affairs Committee hearing on the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan in August, ending the 20-year American military presence there. The event was the latest in a series of Capitol Hill inquiries into the mistakes made in the conflict, most of which have developed into partisan attacks over who is to blame for the Taliban takeover of the country. The hearing, followed, the hearing followed that format with Republican lawmakers criticizing President Joe Biden for the frantic final weeks of the withdrawal and the Democratic representatives pointing to former President Donald Trump's agreement with the Taliban in 2020 to get all U.S. forces out of the country. In multiple national addresses, Biden said the threat to U.S. forces in Afghanistan was not worth the uncertain security return of keeping a sizable military presence. Crocker disagreed. Quote, you don't end a war by withdrawing your forces, he said. You simply cede the field to others who have more patience and more staying power. He supported the idea of rotating a force in the region similar to the U.S. footprint in South Korea or Germany. Administration officials have dismissed that comparison, saying the Taliban officials would have resumed attacks on U.S. forces if they didn't leave by the fall. Last week, the Chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, publicly acknowledged that he supported leaving a force of 2,500, as previously reported, here on all marine radio to stay in afghanistan to maintain stability there but biden overrode that recommendation so we will certainly um get into this discussion a little bit more as it goes along uh fourth story inside the b-52s development to support the afghanistan withdrawal Airmen would fly 12-hour missions, keeping watch over Kabul, then turn into aid workers back in gutter, passing out baby diapers to refugee mothers, handling passenger lists for outbound C-17s, serving food, and more. Well, nice going. Nice going, boys and girls. That's what we pay you for. Keep up the good work. Number five, all DOD security clearance holders are now subject to continuous vetting to keep them. Traditionally, the agency that bestows security clearances on government employees reinvestigates those candidates on a cyclical basis, checking on their credit report, criminal histories, and so on, once every several years. But a new vetting process means that Defense Department and employees of dozens of other government agencies will continuously scan background check databases and have any new event sent straight to investigators. You know... Um, If you have a clearance, I don't think that's out of of order, right? All of a sudden, I mean, think about this. All of a sudden, you're uh, depositing large amounts of cash into your bank account. You think that would be of interest to somebody? I'm thinking, right? I'm thinking it might be. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. So should you be under continuous scrutiny? Um, I'm thinking you should. I'm thinking you should. So um yeah, so if you have a clearance. Yeah. Big brothers watching all the time. Big sister too. Um let's see. I'm just looking. I haven't looked <laughs> I haven't looked in the news in so long, right? I mean it's like me going, Oh, 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 oh. But I think that's it. I think that's it for the news. Do I normally do anything else? I do that, I do that, I do that. Um, somebody said me sent me uh, an op ed that Chris Woodbridge wrote, but I can't find that right now. And so uh I will endeavor to get Woody back on and he can he can wax eloquent about what he wrote. And uh I gotta get Grant to see on to see if he thinks that Japan is emerging again as a military power or if this is just a load of nonsense grant is is fairly harsh on the on the japanese yeah i'm not going not going to lie to you he's fairly harsh on the japanese and their and their desire to um talk a good game but to not um not to really do anything of substance uh to change their military posture now so I am I'm, I'm curious. I can hear him in my head right now. Yeah, I can. Jan- Grant Channels uh through my brain. Yep. And so uh so we will get him on and and we will find out in short order um what what Grant has to say about all of this. Um, and as I said, the Mensa brothers will join me tomorrow and we will, uh, I don't know, we'll catch up on the news and I'm not even sure what the hell we're going to talk about. So anyhow, uh, all of that, all of that tomorrow, but, uh, on the way out the door today, um, thank you for your patience. Uh, thank you for those of you that asked like, where the hell are you and what the hell is going on? Uh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for asking. Uh, But mostly on this day, um, what I would tell you is uh, a huge thank you and very humbling uh, to the leaders of the 2nd Marine Air Wing and to the leaders of the 21st Marine Expeditionary Unit that was at Kabul International Airport that um, asked me to come speak to some of their Marines and sailors and uh, flattered to do that, and uh, flattered to do that and um again i i cannot i could not even put into words what it's like to have the conversations that i have to show people a path and tell them that that they can absolutely positively go down that path and uh it is the is coolest job you'll ever have in your life and um And honestly i mean I, I never thought that would it would turn into this, but I will tell you this um postmen is getting bigger and uh and it's exciting and uh as I said, there was representatives for the Navy that came down to watch it uh, while I was in cherry point and then uh on Monday of this week, I went over to fort bragg and and presented it to uh Some of the senior leaders at, uh... U.S. Army Force... Forcom, Which is, uh... Which commands... All their... Forces commands around the world. So... You know... Army Central Command... All that... Yeah, they fall under these guys. So... Yeah... So again... The opportunity to impact more people... Is humbling... And exciting at the same time. So on that note... Um... This is me trying to remember if I can... I remember how to do this. And I do. All right. So thank you very much for listening. If you tuned in late... This program repeats itself momentarily. So don't touch that dial. The Mensa Brothers will be here tomorrow. And I will probably even do bonus content on Friday. Because I haven't done this in so long. Yeah. Yeah, that's what my uh, head is telling me. I should. So... With that said, thanks for listening today on this Wednesday Hump Day, wherever you are. Don't forget that. The Mensa Brothers will join me tomorrow. We'll find out what they've been up to for the last three weeks. On that note, I'm Mike McNamara. This is All Marine Radio. Don't be afraid to go out and and stick your hand through the darkness that somebody lives in and say, Hey, can I talk to you? And, uh, hey, can I talk to you is the opening sentence in in Changes Somebody's Life. So don't be afraid to do that. There's so many people that are struggling out there, and you, yes, you can be the agent of change and all that. I know because I do it all the time, and I'm no, I'm no more qualified um, than you are. So, but if you listen to this radio show and you understand what post-traumatic winning is, then uh, then you can do it. I promise you. Have a great Wednesday. I'm out.